think a lot of people don't understand is they don't put the work in initially to get the results because it's learning what to say, but then it's also learning how to say it. When you're first start, if you have a script in your hand, the only thing you're thinking about when you're on the phone is what I'm saying. The magic happens when it's so internalized inside you that you no longer have to think what to say. You can focus 100% on what they're saying because when you learn to hear people, it's not a cold call, it's a warm call because you're trying to help them. And that's, I think, the shift that people need to make. What's going on, everybody? It's me, it's Aaron Wittenstein, and I'd like to welcome you to Vulcan 7 Roadmap. This is where we teach you how to take an additional two, three, four, 353,366 additional listings a week. Um, we got somebody here who's been prospecting for a very long time out of Northern Virginia, Mike, 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 Mike Putnam. That would be Mike Putnam. So we were talking a little bit in the green room before. Um, by the way, hello, how are you? I should, I should say, how, how, how are you? Amazing, how are you? I'm doing well, I'm doing well, thank you for asking. So um, how long have you been in business for? Uh, this April, it'll be 24 years. 24. So you've been like, that's like a quarter of a decade. Is that right? I, mean, like, I know. I know. I've got to see the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, the good, the bad, and obviously the better. I, I think the entire um, you know, <laughs> interview here should be like, what is Mike not seen in real estate? And we'll just go from there. <laughs> um, so you know what I found extremely intriguing about you? is that you have been in business for 24 years 24 years that's significant yeah um, how long have you been prospecting for for 24 years as i said i was very fortunate that very early in my career i was introduced to uh mike ferry um like three weeks in so i learned early on about the ability to make phone calls handle objections and i think really learning what to say i think you know one of the biggest problems you have with a lot of agents that struggle especially a lot of new agents and intermediary agents is they never really learn what to say and then it makes it 10 times harder to like go out and actually do the things that you need to do to be a successful real estate agent because you know real estate you can either go out and hunt for business you can go out and buy it or obviously you could sit in an open house or in your house or maybe in your bed even and just wait for business and you know obviously each one gives you a different amount of business so so what, what i'm hearing here is scripting and the right words help is that correct it's everything i mean if you know what to say it is so much easier to go out and do it you know it's like if you're in a fight and someone else has a gun and you have a toy gun who's going to win that battle but when you're equipped with the right weapons the right skills the right tools the strategies i mean you actually are able to go out and execute at a level that very few people understand i mean it's uh it's one of the single most important things is learning what to say, because again, when that magic happens, the magic of doing it, it becomes fun. You know, people don't look at prospecting as being fun. You know, I remember back in 2016, I mean, I actually averaged over 112 contacts for the year, prospecting 7.1 hours a day, because that's just what the market requires. You know, even, you know, a year and a half ago, I was averaging again, back over 100 contacts a day because, you know, when there's minimal expireds, minimal for sale by owners, minimal for sale, you know, by owners that are renting, you have to go out and circle prospect outside of talking to your past clients. And if you want to sell real estate in high volume in terms of, you know, 100, 200, 300 transactions a year, 
you have to make more calls, more contacts, and obviously that gives you more appointments, which obviously gives you more money. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay, we're done right now. We don't need to speak any further. I think you just laid the gauntlet down on us. Um, okay, so basically, you're you're a prospecting machine, you know, from what it sounds like to me. I love it. I love the ability to communicate and really influence people. You know, the ability to take someone from "I'm not going to do it" to 25 or 30 minutes later in a presentation, them signing a contract and being really enthusiastic about the process because so many agents give up on the first or second time. You know, when people say, I'm going to take it off the market. Okay. And they just hang up and it's just like, no, you have to go back and ask them more questions. Why do they think that it's a better time, you know, to take it off and wait? What are they getting out of that? And I think when you really learn how to communicate with sellers at the highest level, you can get them to do things that really they want to do, they just are kind of in their head, you know? And a lot of people, they're basing information, you know, on what they hear on the news. I mean, I was making a call today with an appointment and I mean, they thought that the rates were high. And I was like, well, I don't know if you know, but literally in December, the rates went from 8% to 6%. So I, I want you to think about something. If you were to wait and let's say that literally you waited six months with the interest rates pulling down, you probably would get five to 7%, which would be really good. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to wait. And I'm like, but wait a second. You also said that you were going to buy a house. So if you take the extra six, seven, eight percent you make on your house and you go buy another house, aren't you giving all of that equity and money to the next seller? So if you make 10 percent and you give 10 percent, how much money do you make? Nothing. But if you actually sell your house now, you buy a house now, like a lot of savvy buyers, which it sounds like you are. Perfect. Wouldn't you get an extra seven to 10% of equity in your house by the end of the year versus giving it to the next seller? That's and when I was say that, they were literally able to picture that in their head. And that's where the magic is, is creating a picture where they literally are able to see what the truth. They're able to see that, why, if you have a choice of giving another person 12% or you can keep the 12%, what's better? I got nothing to say. No, that, that, that is officially going to be stolen, by the way, now. Okay. Um, because that was really good. That, that was really, I don't say, I don't say this lightly because I love objection handling, but that was really good. I'm going to watch this one over and over again to get that, you know, put to memory right there. So, um, so, so, cause I, 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 what I'm, what I'm seeing from you, and this is what I'm a firm believer in as well. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. Right. right. And what's coming out of your mouth right now is the conviction behind what you're saying is believable. I mean, that, that, you know, that's really it. Um, I think, you know, when you're, when you're doing objection handling and prospecting, I think the number one skill that you have to learn is to be playfully confident. You see, when you're playfully confident, you can get away with so much more. You know, when I'm saying these things to people, I'm saying it in a very playful way, but in a way that like they understand it's like, honestly, let me ask you something. If I give you a choice in six months to give someone $100,000 or I gave you the opportunity to keep the 100000 I mean, honestly, which would you choose? Like you say it very playfully and they kind of laugh. Right. Well, you keep it, right? Well, that's why people just like you hire me. I'll see you tonight at five. And it's just, you know, when you're playful, you just get away with so much more. But so many agents, they don't know what to say. So they're like, oh, they're tight. Uh, you know, the interest rates went from 8% to 6% and they lose people because people listen to people, you know, when, when there's a, there's a playfulness, if I'm tight and I'm stuttering and I'm not, I don't know what to say and I'm, and I'm not well scripted, they're going to hang up on me. 
Exactly. I mean, because like for me, I diffuse with humor. You know what I mean? Because it's it's easy when it sounds like that's what you do is you utilize humor in a way to come off a little bit differently with it. Now, now you, you're script you're scripted. So how often are you doing script and role play and you know and all that type of fun stuff? I mean, I, it's always evolving. You know, the thing is, is I try to take something that I see in the industry and I try to like use that. You know what I mean? I mean, I was competing last week. You know, with a Redfin agent. And they were going with the Redfin agent and, you know, I got myself in the door and I said, well, let me ask you something. Have you looked at Redfin stock? And they're like, no, well, I don't know if you know, but it's down 90%. And on top of that, they're laying off 15 to 20% of the people that actually work for them. So I want to ask you something. When you give a really good product and what you do works and you make people more money, does your stock typically go down or does it go up? So the fact that their stock is going down, what do you think that would mean to the price of your home and the equity that you want to pull out of your home? And when they said that, they understood that. So I was like, although commission is important, wouldn't you also agree that value is equally as important? I agree. And that's where the magic happened. You know, they could see that. So then they were out of the picture. But it's just, again, being able to take things that are out there and put it into a way that people can receive it. Because a lot of people don't realize they're saying kind of the same message, but they're not delivering it in a way that people can receive it. You know, you have to kind of dummy it down in something that's quick that people can understand. And that's where a lot of people, you know, after they get off the script, where like, you know, Mike Ferry's script, it ends, they end because they never evolve. Right. If I don't handle something or something didn't work out in an appointment, I always debrief at the end of every day things that I thought I could have said better or in an appointment where what could I have said differently that would have changed? Cause there's always a moment in an appointment or a call where something either happens or it doesn't. And your question is to figure out if it didn't happen, what could I have said differently? And that's something that I've worked on every single day for 24 years. I mean, I became obsessed with learning what is the next best question that you can ask because the next best question is what's going to get you the results that you want. Because again, we have to differentiate ourselves. You know, when you're calling a for sale by owner and expired, you are one of 50 people that are going to call them in the first hour. How are you any different than everybody else? Okay. So let me, are, are you an expired guy? Like, I'm assuming you call everybody, you know what I mean? I call everybody. Kind of, yeah. But like, if you had to pick one and you're like, this isn't my thing. I mean, I love expires because again, you know, people, you know, they're, they're, they're taking it off, but they're all doing it for different reasons. And it's finding out that reason and then being able like a doctor, you know what I mean? I mean, I was talking to someone the other day and he's like, I don't need you. And I was like, well, you know, let me ask you something. When something is wrong in a movie, a crime, no one needs Superman. But yet when Superman shows up and helps him, isn't that better? And he's like, well, and I'm like, he's like, I don't need you. I'm like, well, no one needs me, but tell me something. If I flew into your house, because a crime was committed, you have a house on the market for 120 days, you're in a good area, it's at a good price, and honestly, it didn't sell. It may not seem like a crime to you, but on the other side of someone that sells, it's a crime. So if I could take your property, get you the offer you want and the time frame that you want, are you telling me that you honestly would reject that offer in the next two weeks in hopes of getting the same offer in the spring with more sellers on the market? Would you do that? And he kind of laughed and he's like, well, you sound like you're Superman. And I'm like, well, let me show you. I'll see you at six. Well, I don't, I don't have time at six. You know what? I just looked at my schedule, seven better. And that was it. But it's just, you know, being playful, you know, putting something in there. Cause you know, when he said that I thought Superman and then I played off that a little bit, because again, when you're playfully confident 
You know, they understand because in that case, I don't need you. I don't need you. You do need me because your house didn't sell. It's. I mean, it's about listening. I mean, it's also it's about listening, right? Because I mean, you're you you you've got to you got to actively listen to what people are doing, so that way you can say stuff like that. So well, what, I mean, so many people are worried about saying the script instead of listening. You know, one of the things that I learned early in sales is that God gave you two ears and one mouth, so you need to listen twice as much as you talk. You know. If you are asking questions, you are in control. But to be in control and to ask good questions, you have to be an active listener. You have to listen to what they say and then use things that they're saying, you know, right back at them. Exactly. And it's 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 just that dance that you run, right? It's just the ability to take what they say and then to use that as the reason why they should hire you. Yeah, I agree. So so let me ask you this. So um I know you guys do a lot of transactions. Is that right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you, you guys run a pretty, you a pretty good ship right, 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 right now. What, what did last year look like for you guys? 125 transactions. That's not too shabby. And what, what percentage of though? That's, that's pretty darn good. Well, you know, the thing uh, is, is last year was interesting in that, you know, there was people that were on my team that as hard as it was, we had to part ways with because, you sure. know, yet, you know, I underestimated my team's ability in terms of their skills going into a different market you know because you know the last two years before that buyers were coming in you really didn't have to sell a lot now you had to sell the multiple offers and we had to sell working with agents but buyers were running to your door and saying i want to buy now i want to buy now right. but when the market tightened up i i underestimated my team's ability to be able to make the number of calls that they needed to and their ability to really sell so you know once i got people out it was about bringing people in that I didn't have to force to call because, you know, what I started to realize is like I'm begging people to make calls. And the truth is, is that at this stage of my career, I don't want to have to beg people to make calls. You know, I lead by example. I don't ask anybody on my team to do anything that I don't do 10 times over. Right. So I spent the last six months really honing in and making sure that my team understood. We did tons of role plays. I had them role playing. You know, when they had a question, I had them record it and I had them go over and over and over and, you know, this year, by far, I mean, I, I mean, I say 240, 250. I believe that there's a chance we'll hit, we'll hit 300 because this is the best trained team that I've ever had. I mean, the way they handle objections, the way they prospect their follow up. I mean, you know, in this market, you have to talk to more people, make more calls. And 80% of the time, you have to understand that all of your business, 80%, is from your follow up. Less than 5% of the time are you going to get on the call with someone and they're going to say, come out right now. And right. that's a shift because now everybody wants to wait. They're waiting because they think the rates are too high. They think that the prices are going to come down. And it's not true. When interest rates pull down, the prices go up. So we need to make sure that we're selling people on the things that are going to cause them to make a decision. Because as real estate agents today, and this is the thing that newer agents and people that are in the middle, they have to understand that you do not sell houses. What we sell is urgency. Because you see, if you're not selling urgency and they say, call me back in four weeks and I get on the phone and I say, you know what, instead of calling you back in four weeks, why don't I call you back in two weeks with an offer? Wouldn't that be better? And I get in the door, I'm taking your business. So you have to create urgency. You have to give them a reason about why they need to put the home on the market now. And there's always a reason. There's never been a better time to list your property especially if you're buying something because you're going to be able to buy something now at a lower price and as the rates pull down the prices go up we're already starting to see that on the market with multiple offers you're starting to see 
you know, more buyers, you know, loan applications are up 40%. And these are things that agents need to know so that they can convey these to the buyers and sellers to, again, create urgency. Because if you do not create urgency and another agent comes along, they're going to take your business. Okay. So, so this is a question I get a lot about follow-up. Okay. Can you repeat the, the, the script that you, cause I want to make sure we don't gloss that over when someone says, you know, we're going to wait a month. Can you just repeat that script back that you just did it? Yeah. I have no problem giving you a call back in a month and let me ask you something. Wouldn't it be better if I was able to call you back with an offer at a price that was acceptable to you with the terms that are acceptable to you? I mean, honestly, think about that. If I was able to get you an offer in two weeks that gave you all of the things you want and allowed you and your family to get into a bigger home, wouldn't that be a lot more valuable to you and your family than if I just called you back in a month? Because think about it. Do you typically get better offers when there's less homes on the market or more homes on the market? Okay. You know, that's a great line. I mean, that's a, I, I love that line. It's like, why? Uh, let's wait a month. What if I get you an offer in two weeks? Yeah, because the truth it, is that is more valuable it is. than calling them back. I mean, I closed on a property yesterday where the lady said, call me back in six weeks. And I said, wouldn't it be better if we got an offer in the next two weeks? And I called you back with that. And, you know, we listed the property. It was an expired. And we got an offer in seven days. And, you know, she's closing, as I said yesterday. I mean, the transaction from the time I got into now, it was 28 days. Think about that. I actually closed her faster than she wanted me to call her back. In the first place. Well, and that's, that's, the, and that's the fun of real estate is being able to take people's, again, they're not, they're not even objections. They're just throwing stuff out at you and being able to handle that. That's where the, the beauty is. I mean, you know, to me, selling is like, it, it literally is one of the funnest things to do because every person is different. It's like a puzzle and you get to solve each one call by call. You know, I, early on in my career, it, it just never left me as I just became obsessed with being able to convert people, being able to ask people better questions, being able to change someone from here and bring them over there. Because again, most people are thinking with their with their head and they're not in their heart. When you can get people to feel and remember the reason that they started in the first place, you can sell from that place. But if you just keep them in their head where they're thinking rates, price, you know, they'll give you a, a thousand different reasons, but they're focusing in here and they're not back here. People literally forget sometimes the reason why they started. They started because, you know, their kids needed a bigger room. It's like, all right, well, let me ask you something. How does it feel when you come home and your three kids are stuck in one room? Wouldn't you agree that if you made a small sacrifice, which means putting it on a little sooner, that if you got what you wanted, isn't that better? See that I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you, how have you done this for 24 years? I love it. I mean, it's me. Yeah. I'm going to talking to people and handling and, and being able to, to do those kinds of things with people. I mean, it, it, I, I mean, I, it, I just love it little. I mean, I look forward to it every single day. Yeah, no, when, when, when you said it is like, like what I picture for you right now, and tell me if I'm wrong, it's like, a, like you said, it's like a puzzle. It's like the real estate puzzle with this stuff. And it's like a game for you where you got to get this peg to go in here and this one in here and fit this one in here until it makes this like glorious real estate sphere, if you will. And it's, um, it's just, you know, because because a lot of times we speak to people and prospect is a means to an end. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we want to come in, we want to get in, get out, call it a day. For you, you enjoy it and the results are just fantastic, right? The thing is to be a high producing agent, you have to fall in love with the process. I, I can't stress that enough. If you don't fall in love with the process, 
this business will eat you up because there's so many different things that go on. It's like, you know, there's a guy on my team, Christian Davis, um, 28 years old. He's been working for me for seven years. And last year he said, you know what? I want to sell a hundred houses. And I said, you know what? I can get anybody to a hundred houses, but you also have to understand to get to a hundred houses, your life is going to be a lot different than it was the last six months. And, you know, I think this month alone, I think he's already taken, you know, seven listings, you know, he's put four under contract and he's overwhelmed. And he called me last night and I was laughing and I'm like, do you understand that to sell a hundred houses? That's what it feels like every single day because everybody wants 50 deals or a hundred deals or wants 500,000 or a million until they actually have to understand what it takes to get there. Like I remember my, my, my goal was always a hundred. And I always envisioned that the first time that I got to a hundred deals that night, I would be at a club and my friends, we'd have a table and bottles and we'd be dancing and celebrating. And I'll never forget the first time it happened. It was like September or something. And it was like 11 o'clock at night, three deals had fallen apart. I was just like in complete breakdown mode. And I remember that we had three closings earlier and that put me at 101 for, uh, for the year. And I was just laughing because it was the exact opposite of what I mm. envisioned the day that I hit hundred. And that's just what people have to understand is like, you know, the more deals that you take on, it's not just the deals. You have to become the kind of person that can handle that. Because for most agents, if you jump from five active and under contract to 10, just that doubling of the business, it completely throws you off because you haven't become the kind of person that can consistently handle that kind of business. And that's where a lot of agents, they, they falter. They don't have people that will hold them accountable. You know, they don't have systems that allow them to understand all the different components of it. And it's just, it's so important for new and upcoming agents to understand that everybody wants to sell and make a lot of money, but they also have to realize is to do that. You have to become the kind of person that does it. You have to have the habits, you know, it's just like, if I was to ask you to sell a hundred houses, do you typically sleep in or do you typically wake up early? Mm -hmm. Which one is it? Wake up early. Yeah. If you want to sell a hundred houses, do you typically prospect for five, six hours or do you typically prospect for 30 minutes? Five, six hours. Yeah. Are you completely relaxed or are you probably stressed out? A little stressed out, a little stressed out. You know, so that people just have to understand that part of the process is just growing into that person. And there's only one way to get it. Like, I wish that I could like implant that in someone, but you have to go through that process. Even if you get to a hundred and you say, you know, I want to go to 200. It's the same thing. You're going to break down at some point, because again, you have not become the kind of person that can consistently do that. You don't have the habits. You don't have the ability to handle all the different problems. I mean, I know last year, one time we had like 38 under contract. And like every day, there's five, six, seven problems that are going on every day. And you still have to prospect and I still have to run my team. You know, it's just that was like a very weird, difficult period, because, again, my time had to be so spot on because I was getting pulled in so many different ways. So, you know, I had to really make sure that, you know, that that eight to 12, I time block where nothing distracted me during that period, because if I was allowing all those distractions like I did the year before, you know, I, I wouldn't have hit my, the, the numbers that I wanted. So people just have to understand that part of the process is you're going to be stressed. You're probably going to be frustrated. You're not going to understand. And you have to do it anyways, because, you know, like Kobe Bryant always said something that I, that I always remembered. He's like, if you win today, what do you have to do the next day? You got to do it over. If you lose, 
what do you have to do the next day? You got to do it over. So if you look at it day by day, it doesn't matter if you win or lose because the next day, regardless of the result, you have to do it again. So I think, you know, one of the most important things for agents is the ability to start at zero, the ability to let go good or bad of what happened yesterday and to start afresh every single day, because when you can do that, you can build. Everybody, by the way, if you're watching this, you need to watch this one like three or four times. Uh, if you got no, I'm, I'm dead serious. Mike, this is this is very very good stuff. You know what I mean? Like you're on a level. You're you're very welcome. You're 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 on a level here that um, where greatness becomes something. You know what I mean? And I'm not just telling you that just to be a nice guy because I won't say that otherwise. This is amazing stuff. So all right, so let's say you got a brand new agent, brand new agent walks across your desk, okay, or not comes across your office, knocks on the door. Mike, I hear you're a beast. I hear you're amazing. What is the one piece of advice that you can give Johnny New Agent? I would give him the script that he needs to follow because, you know, it's so funny. There's a new guy that started for me yesterday. And, you know, I gave him the script that he should use. And I'm looking over and I hear him saying something that is not on my script. And I'm like, I went over to him. I'm like, can I ask you a question? Did, did, did I give you? The wrong script can i see this for a second and so like i pull up you know the script and i start reading it and i'm like i don't think that was on there and it's just you know for newer agents the ability to let go of whatever someone taught you and actually find someone that's doing something at a high level and just do it see that's the thing is that agents don't have to recreate the wheel they have to take something that someone else is doing that worked and actually just follow it and then the second thing would be as a new agent if you really want to be successful, if someone came to me, which any agent that's new comes to me, they have to make 100 contacts a day. If you start for me today, you're going to make 100 contacts a day. You're going to call, expire for sale owner, but you're going to spend a lot of your time circle prospecting because circle prospecting is giving you massive amounts of calls where you're saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over. And if you do that for seven hours a day, you're embedding the basic stuff for selling houses in a very condensed period of time. So the people that work for me within four months, they sound like they've been doing it for four years. Because if you say the same thing over and over and over a hundred times a day, like no matter what you do, you get better. You do anything a hundred times, you get better. And I think a lot of people don't understand is they don't put the work in initially to get the results. You know what I mean? Because it's learning what to say, but then it's also learning how to say it. You know, because a lot of people don't realize it's not just what you say. You're like when you're first start, if you have a script in your hand, the only thing you're thinking about when you're on the phone is what I'm saying. The second part of it is where you get good enough where like you actually are just able to say it. You don't have to physically read it anymore. The third part is where you actually can listen to what they're saying and then you're able to repeat it back. You see, there's different levels as you start to do it, is that when you first take any script, you literally are reading it just like this. But if you do it well enough, then you just remember it. But you're still focusing on what you say. The magic happens when it's so internalized inside you that you no longer have to think what to say. You can focus 100% on what they're saying. Because if you can focus on what they're saying more than what you're saying, that's where you're able to serve people. That's why I always say it's like, I'm going to write a sales book one day and it's going to be called from selling to serving the ultimate sales hack. Because when you learn to hear people, it's not a cold call. It's a warm call because you're trying to help them. And that's, I think, the shift that people need to make. Okay. You know what? I'm going to leave it right there. 
<laughs> that was the perfect end right there. <laughs> I'm not even gonna no more questions. That was, that was perfect. That was absolutely cold call the warm call. I love that. All right, my friend. Um, let's say hypothetically speaking, an agent in uh I don't know, St. Louis, Missouri says, I need somebody in Northern Virginia. How does that person get in touch with you? Uh, they can call my personal cell phone, which is 703-980-0585. That's 703-980. 0585 or they can send me an email at mike at putnam that's p-u-t-n-a-m group g-r-o-u-p cells s-e-l-l-s dot com okay all right i gotta get one final word give me a final word i, I, I wasn't gonna do it because of the other line but give me a final word uh, i just hope that everyone understands that i mean the opportunity that you all have is second to none i don't know of any other field where you can make the amount of money and serve the amount of people simply by learning what to say and then going out and actually doing. I mean, you know, like sometimes it, when, when I look at the process, it's like it almost seems not real that we have the opportunity to change people's lives, make unlimited money, and we get to give our family things in a lifestyle that very few people ever would understand. I mean, you know, it's uh, what to say, what to do. All right, my friend. Thank you very much. Guys, thank Mike. Watch this one a couple of times and have an amazing day. Take care, everybody.